All right, fucking calm the fuck down. Uh, welcome to the... Jo- uh, uh, that's how I start every podcast. Uh, uh, welcome to... Uh, welcome to the George Rockle Schmidt Show. I am here with Damien Benedict. Hello, Damien. Hello. Would it be okay if I took some photos of you and your child for the photography class I am in and I'm surrounded by? <laughs> Our subject is mother and child. Let me consume your child through the filter of this lens. In fairness to you, you're the one who went up and did it. Yeah, and we why, I, we were fucking ambling around for like 20 minutes. Like one of us oh, has got to d- do it, you know. No, I didn't want to do it. Yeah, I mean, in fairness to you, you did it. I didn't do it. I. In the I way I, I like to remember it to is that, uh, you know, we were there was some kind of competition. We would like flip a coin or this, that, and the other. I, I remember there were like three of us. I don't remember who the other guy was, but... I think that was all bullshit in, in my mind. There was no, there was no kind of talking about it. It's just, I just resigned myself to it quite early on. It was just a question of when I would go up to the stranger and ask her if I could take pictures of her child. And invariably I did. And you two fucking loved it. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you could like, you know, 10 feet back creasing up because you, you were just so happy it, it wasn't, wasn't you. It wasn't the robotic way that you did it, although that was funny. It was her reaction. Like, she did uh, not know please. what the fuck. She wasn't scared because there were loads of other kids around wherever we were taking photos. I guess what, what I kind of keep forgetting is that it, you know, we were kids when we did that. I mean, I guess it would be profoundly fucked up if I did that now. If, if, the, you know, if the same three people approached someone in, in Cliff Park asking to take photos um, of their child. If it was me at the front, then you and Spooner, like, not too far behind, that would have been intense. That would be a, a legal issue, I feel. I'm not, I've not seen Spooner, but I can imagine what he's grown into. So what it would be, it would be you in your fucking, you know, sort of shabby chic jacket, and then two bald men with guts flanking you, <laughs> greasing up. <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. You're doing yourself a disservice here. People don't understand. You're, you've always been quite a skinny dude, right? But Spooner, Spooner would have, like, fucking gestated into, like, the sides of a house now, right? That would, He'll be a bus he, driver. He'll be a horrid state of fucking affairs now. Oh, maybe he slimmed down. I'm sure he's still a lovely bloke. He always was. He always was a still. lovely bloke. He always, yeah. But he was round. It's Chesterfield! <laughs> <laughs> is it done with that? Is there a little, little mark above the, the final syllable in Chesterfield? Is there to to emphasise? You know, you've really got a whine on that one. Chesterfield. No, there's yeah, there's, no, there's, no, there's no. three excla- three exclamation marks. It's really fucking you know pushing it into the ground there. Maybe you did, but you know, unless you we were like talking shit about someone, you've. I would never see you like speak to anyone else around us that much, really. Just you. Yeah, I told you, I'm a figment of your imagination. If we're getting on a bus, it'd be just like, ticket. Getting a drink at a pub, it'd be like, drink. Well, what drink do you want? I want drink. Drink. <laughs> Beverage. Drink. Yeah. And then... Fill you know, my tummy with stout or die. Bleed out after that. <laughs> Not even that. That was that was that was too much. You saved it. You saved that energy until you sat down on the couch. You are inferior. I am superior. This school is unacceptable. Yes, yeah, fucking goose stepping John Cleese style all over the fucking place. You know, yes, trench coats, had, fucking yeah. shaved heads, you know, that that was it. You know, we were not <laughs> Speaking of which, (laughs) (laughs) the boondog saints. Yeah, go on, go on. Fuck it. I I don't know. I I didn't know where I was going with that. It was. It was. It was. It's often a fucking tailspin. But we were. We weren't like you know particularly aggressive at school. Nothing you felt uncomfortable approaching. But no one you wanted to hang out with at all. Well, you know, we were talking about schools. So I thought our in uh, with this movie was going to be our friend Jason, who is. Who isn't in who, this movie, is, but, but he, his sexy counterpart oh, is Sexy Jason. Oh, Norman Reedus. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he is Sexy Jason. <laughs> Welcome. Well, before we... Boisterous. Before we get on to that, do you want to uh, talk about what we were talking about before we press record, about YouTube and everything? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, well, I mean... Do we do, it, do we do it candidly, or do we just kind of keep the... Uh, so what we were saying off mic, well, it started off with me uh, wanting to say that if anyone has submitted any translations or captions to me and they're annoyed that I haven't published them, I actually check um, 
I actually checked the translation caption box on YouTube every two weeks or so. And I checked it yesterday and I have stuff in there that I haven't approved that apparently has been in there for a year, eight months. And it's some sort of bug with YouTube where it doesn't always appear. The reason I stopped doing subtitles, and I really should get back into it, and I will try. The reason I stopped doing subtitles is there was a time maybe a year ago where I started to um, write subtitles for a video or captions for a video, and it wouldn't save. And I ended up doing captions for like five more videos. And they, they would save, but they wouldn't publish. And then I went back to them the next day, and they were all gone. And it was like hours of work, tedious work, and I just... It just destroyed it for me. I realized that the audience wasn't worth any of that effort, so I well, quickly put that in the fucking toilet. Well, I, I would have liked to do it, but to be honest, it, it, it's quite difficult for me to caption myself. If I'm honest, it's not it's not enjoyable. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And you think, oh, no, I, I, what I, a terrible I, way of phrasing that, George. And oh. no, I, I imagine if I, I mean, I'm very fortuitous that in that I in that I don't sit down and edit this show let alone everything that you do so well i would never if, ever caption this show oof. ever but i mean the the videos the proper videos the big boy videos the big boy video. okay fair enough fine oh i couldn't i couldn't listen to myself for that long oh my skin would peel off it is you know of, of its own accord it'd be a terrible terrible fucking experience so i think we've cast some light on why this podcast has no quality assurance at all because neither of the hosts can stand their own voices. <laughs> and we just won't talk about what we've drawn you in with. If at all, you know, I, I imagine we'll <laughs> yeah, just throw up a fucking thumbnail of uh, fucking, that I got fucking beef. Nothing, and we, th we just simply strip out all mentions of Boondock States. That's and that's it, you know. It's like, well, you remember, there was this guy at school. We were really shit to him. Maybe we were shitheads. All right, fine, click, bye. Now, I'll try and make a collage of... Pretty Jason. <laughs> sexy Jason. Don't downplay. Jason was sexy anyway, wasn't he? Oh, my God. Pe some people found him very sexy. Oh, dear. Did we ever talk about that on the show? That was a... I'm pretty pretty sure on the Voices Brothers we talked about our friend who would pay to have his bottom smacked by... In the middle of by, physics. By, by, by contemporaries, yeah. In the middle of physics. At the back of a lesson, some some boys would... Give five pounds to our friend Jason to hit his very right bottom with a ruler. It's it, not just that. It was, sec it like was sexual. It was sexual. Uh, it's not just that they would they make it's like well, all right. So we're gonna we're gonna give you a bit of a slap round the body, Jason. Body smack. That's what they called it. They called it body smack. They had a they had a name for it. Dick it was a regular hand. thing. Oh my god. Yeah. I guess that's what they would fucking whisper to themselves when they you know then they. They're in their bedroom. They're lying on their back, fucking jizzing on their own belly. It doesn't oh, mean I'm gay. It doesn't mean I'm gay. It's about dominance. It's about dominance. Oh, dear. Yeah, but you wouldn't fucking wipe that shit off your school jumper when you go in the next day. Guys, come on. Get your shit together. This is amateur hour. Fucking hell. Oh. God. Ugh. Oh. But, <laughs> but uh, the, yeah, it wasn't just that. I mean, this is actually, in, in comparison, it's kind of nothing, but it's still kind of egregious in its own right. But they'd also pay to go through his backpack as well. So while they're giving a bit of a slap around the old cheeks, like the other guys would just like rummage through his backpack and just like really invade his privacy as what? much as they fucking could. Why would they do that? Uh, well, I don't know. They just kind of wanted to go through. Like Jason had this fucking enormous dodgy... backpack with everything in it. Do you remember when he found that banana? That his mum had packed for him like three months before. That was it. That was what I was going to get to. Like, while, while he was having a fucking a rub down in the middle of Mr. Ratcliffe's lesson, they, they were pulling out this fucking banana, which was like fucking 10 weeks old. Just like, Jason, what is going on? They pulled it out like it was a used fucking Johnny. And it's like, oh my God. That'd be great it's, if it was I'd, a used Johnny. Well, I guess that was the only thing that was going to give him any credit at that point. I have no idea. Even if it was like that. some guy fucking him in the ass, you know, after school. But, oh, it's better than nothing. Oh, I guess it's better than nothing. Better than the current situation. But he had a good sense of humor. So, yeah, there you go. And he, you know, he, and, and, and the spirit of entrepreneurship as well, because he made some money out of those fucking. Out of filthy, selling his ass. Yeah, out of those fucking perverts. Perverts to be, you know, God knows what those people have, fuck have been up to since. Well, they were all the, they were the boys that were closest to being preppy boys, right? So they, yeah, they'll, they'll all so. be accountants and orthodontists. 
and realtors and other useless, worthless scum. Yes, and I'm sure they have a couple of instances in their life which they're sitting on and trying to protect with every fibre of their existence. Because one day someone could say something and they're exposed for the horrible fucking sex pest that they are. Or not even that. Someone's just going to come up to them and go, I know that you're going to deny that you're a homophobe, but you really don't want to be gay, but you are. (laughs) And that's what it was, right? Like, they, 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 they were the sort of kids who, they wouldn't say anything. They wouldn't say, like, being gay is wrong. But that's what they thought. And that's why they oh, were doing gay. shit like that, rather than, like, fucking bumming each other. Because they were gay and they couldn't handle it. I mean, do you remember the bit in The Simpsons where the school counsellor says to uh, Homer and Marge, um, a boy with such homosexual tendencies as, as Bart, Bart's gay? Oh, no, and it's actually Milhouse's file he's got. And Milhouse is gay. I always used to think when I was a kid watching that, how would he know if Milhouse was gay? But, you know, fucking teachers must totally be able to see it. I don't know how it works now. Do you think Do you think people still come out? I don't know, because if, if someone I knew came out, I would just, you know, I mean, good for coming out, I guess, but I don't, I don't, know. I don't for, care. For me, you know, it's it's, hmm. I don't think that it's, it's nothing I deal with at this age, you know. If yeah. I meet people, they're either gay or they're not. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it's a big deal, maybe it's not. Maybe if it is a big deal, those people are, you know, are fucking strung up now. I, I can't tell with the, you know, the way the well, fucking news seems to fucking swing. I remember our cooking teacher was gay, Mr. Thompson. Oh, I remember Ed, Eddie said to him one day, this kid called Eddie said to him one day, Sir, are you gay? And he went, Yes, Eddie, I am. And then it was just like, Silence. Silence, and then everyone was like, oh. Okay, back on with the yeah, lesson. Yeah, I guess. What a shock. Yeah. Did you have your fun? <laughs> it just makes you look like a fucking idiot, doesn't it, if you say stuff like that? <laughs> really? He goes all fucking whiplash on him and starts throwing chairs at him. I thought he was a great teacher, that guy. I can't remember. I, I remember he had a sense of humour. I remember his lessons were more interesting than the others. But there were a couple of other people that were doing... Or the the cooking uh, courses at the time, and I th- I seem to remember more often than not it was just guys uh, that were just subbing the lessons. I had no idea what was going on. They were just giving a sheet, the same sheet of paper that we had to answer questions on. And it's like oh, I've got to kind of mock up a lesson around this. What can I wing? All right, okay. Well, we don't have any ingredients today, but I guess we can. Um, you know, if I go real quick to the shops, we can boil an egg. <laughs> <sighs> Well, there were. I mean, I, I remember I, I would talk about like cooking lessons at, at school, uh, really young at this point, maybe like 12. And um, I speak to my dad um, because they give you these slips and then we, we need to get ingredients in. It's like, oh, that's a great idea. Teach kids how to cook. Maybe my kids can cook for me and I can sit on my ass even more, I think. Um, and then I brought back these, these slips and the first thing that they taught us how to cook uh, was fruit salad. And it's like... My dad was kind of livid at the at the idea, and these are, you know, we're like twelve years old, so I guess we we I'm shouldn't sorry, have did, our. Did you say tortoise salad? Fruit salad, fruit salad, fruit salad, what? not tortoise salad. So what? Sorry, what's so torta salad? Taught to make fruit salad. Taught a fruit salad. Okay, so this is okay. torta. That's just like bread, isn't it? Sandwich salad. That's foreign bread. We didn't do that in Dromfield. Oi, oi, what what you put in there? You put in fucking eggs in the bread. This is England, sir. We will not have that foreign bread in this place. This is England, sir. Our bread will be grit and pain. Yeast? Fuck, you know. You ground your fucking wheat with a mill. We want whole fucking kernels of fucking corn. Glued together with butter. All right? You cut that in half, more butter. Bread. You fucking f- uh, vermin. Watery lager on the side. Uh, leave it by a radiator for a night. That's how you know it's proper fucking yeah. Not a radiator, a radiator. An angry fucking convector. No, you just cut like the, the pipes at the top and just let it boil and just spit out. So you've got all that fucking, um, all that, what would you call it? The calcium deposits. There's a fucking name for it. Oh, fuck it. Just boiling over and just crusting off and that falls in your drink. There Li- you go. Lime scale. That's what fucking... Lime scale. There we go. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I remember. I remember lime scale. 
ever had to cope without your washing machine? I came down and there it was, broken, water everywhere. In no time, the laundry piled up, and engineers said it was caused by line scale damage. In 1993, Congress approved the Limescale Act. By 1995, Limescale covered seven-eighths of the world's surface. Although human survivors are increasingly rare, their lives have never been so cheap. Drinking Limescale, ironing with Limescale, when I used to iron. Ugh. Uh-huh. Yes, we used to live in a hard water area, so we'd have to clean it, clean our sink on a regular basis, and our shower, and our toilet, and our sinks. And we didn't. And our taps. Yeah, so let, let, let's just talk about what, you know, my future on YouTube. All right, fine. You know, school was shit, right? It's fucking shit. Well, not on YouTube, but okay, so what we were going to talk about, what we were actually going to start with, well, what, what we were going to say, um, or what we were talking about was uh, the the life of this podcast and whether or not we should, well, whether or not we should talk to the audience, I guess, about about when we should end it. Um, and I, I think I think that's, that's probably a very dangerous question. They're going to tell us that we peeled out a long fuck before we even fucking started, and that we should have buried this at least, yeah, you know, at the very earliest, you know, like fucking April, May, something like that. Well, I mean, we they were done after Planet of the Apes. Well, that may well be true. <laughs> I don't know. I mean. Speaking really frankly, the whole appeal for me of this podcast was doing something fun. Doing something fun that kind of keeps things ticking over, you know, when I, I've not got a video out, because I can't do a video every week now, because it just, it just takes me too long. And I, if I work too quickly, I get burnt out. You know, if I do, I can do a video every four or five days, but I can only do that for so long before I just... I'm burnt out. I just can't make a video that's any good. And I'm not trying. I'm not trying to say, oh, I work too hard for anyone or anything like that. I'm just saying how it is. Um, and I'm not saying I don't enjoy making videos or anything like that. I definitely do. And part of my whole objective on YouTube is to make good content. And I think you can only make good content if you enjoy making it. Um, and I think that. The same goes for this podcast. I really enjoy making this podcast, uh, and I still enjoy making it, but I can see that eventually this podcast is going to become an obligation rather than a chore, as everything say, does yeah. become. It, this almost feels like something that no one on YouTube should ever say. It's almost the, the only rule, the silent rule, is to never say this, but I make YouTube videos for me, right? Everything I do on YouTube and creatively off YouTube, I do for me. I, I am interested in what people who watch stuff and listen to stuff, I'm interested in what they say. It's not like I'm not interested in their opinion. But when it really comes down to it, I care about what I want to do and I do what I want to do. The whole point of YouTube for me is I'm independent. I, I don't have a, a studio telling me what to do. I'm not with anyone like BBTV. I'm not in any sort of creative collab thing. I just do whatever the fuck I want. Promise me that when you, if, you know, if you do decide to keep this in, yeah, um, that when you do this bit, that you're going to cut in a little bit of um, the midsection from uh, was it whole planet sweep from Jupiter. <laughs> You want, to, you want to do things at your own pace. You want to, you want to make things you want to make. And if you're not doing that, then you you make something that's fucking soulless. And if you're making something soulless, right. it's kind of counterintuitive. It's it's everything that you set out. It's, it's against everything you set out to do. I don't think anyone has any you know problem understanding that. Right. So the conclusion is is that one day this podcast is going to stop. It's not going to be tomorrow, and it's it's not going to be at episode fifty. We are going to have a break over Christmas because I'm going to do 12 films of Christmas or something along those lines. And I've got a lot of shit to do in January and February. It's going to come back. I don't know if it's going to come back after Christmas, if it's going to be weekly or bi-weekly. But when it does come back, it's not going to be around forever. All right. I think you're fucking burying the lead here. I know you've been given the permission to talk about it, but... He's he secured a network deal, everybody, and we're coming back as a live fucking talk show in fucking March. So fucking save the date, people. What is happening? What I'm say what I'm saying, everybody, is I don't want to be I don't want to do things that I don't want to do. So starting next week, it's three episodes a week. 
<laughs> By the hour, every hour. Literally recording this right now, Joe Rogan is live. I'm sure. I'm, I'm, he's I'm always sure since we've. I'm sure since we've started talking, he's probably polished one off and started again. So when you when you're talking off mic, says, should we do this? And when we'll just have a candid conversation, see what people think about how we think. And it's become this this yeah, thing where you're really shooing people. You know, it's like this is where I am. All right, this, I'm, you know, this is the, the line in the fucking sand, people. The, the people who listen to this are people who really like it. They'd have to. <laughs> They'd have to. They'd have to, right? <laughs> or people who are in like hospital beds. Oh my god! I'd love the idea of us in hospital fucking radio. Someone torturing people who can't turn the radio off. We help anaesthetize them. <laughs> oh, so you're going with the angle that we're actually doing a public service? Oh no, I think some people, no, we should some, be we should be people who are dying for could actually work. say to people, "I'm glad I'm dying now." <laughs> Make the transition easier. <laughs> like, well, you know. Oh, you know. Oh, Bob, don't worry. This is what they've put on BBC One now. Oh, this? They put this? Oh, <laughs> fucking pull the plug. Oh, they meant the TV. They meant the TV. Too late. Um, why would it make that noise if you pull the plug? Surely it'd just be off. See uh, you next week. <laughs> I think the timing there was perfect. Did we come back from that? <laughs> I, um, you know, I know, I know, I'm not saying I'm going to fucking quit YouTube anytime soon. Definitely not, you know. I'm unemployable. <laughs> <laughs> You're just pissed off that I might have fucking blown your load. It's like, not dude, seriously, I've got to fucking generate income from this. And I've got to generate content, and not, fucker. I'm unemployable, and not because of... Um, not because of the huge gap in my CV because of YouTube. I mean, that doesn't help. But just because, you know, I'm uh, incredibly abrasive. And just, like, really not up for being employed. And, again, <laughs> that was another reason why I came to YouTube. And, and you know, I am thankful, in a way, for YouTube. I'm certainly thankful for all the viewers and, all, and the audience. I've had a lot of really positive support. But, you know, as a platform, of course YouTube doesn't give a fucking shit about me or anyone. It's a, it's a business. It's a faceless fucking business. A subsidiary of a monopoly. I'm having the horrible realisation there that I might have just watched a movie I didn't need to fucking watch at all. All right, let's crack on then. Boondock Saints. <laughs> Boondock Saints is a film from 1998 directed by Terence Malick. It won 15 Oscars. I mean, it's just a capsule review here, but we've talked about a few like cult movies on this show, and uh, we've always come to the conclusion it's like better if they didn't make it. We're fuck- we hate everything. We're grumpy old men. But it always feels like you know there's a lot of people that really like it, and you know you should look into it and do it fucking justice. But we, I watched this and I realized this is the first time, and we're probably not going to go for it right now. So the first time we've watched something that I think that there's there's probably no one really hanging on for this movie. Oh, you're this wrong. Something that you're wrong. You're wrong. People, really? People love I feel movie. like this is fucking deserves to be shat on in every way, shape, or form. You're, you're, you're wrong. Some people think this is the best movie ever made. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah, no, they think it's super ironic, super fun. Uh, they think it's the best thing since Lockstock. Oh, see, I thought it was just, this. Well, I thought not, Lockstock was the same time. I thought it was. I, well, like, I, oh, we have this. L- I was just being flippant. I mean, I, I regard this very much like Lock, Lockstock. It's utter shit. It's utter shit. Yeah, but but Lockstock. Uh, I I I kind of feel like stylistically that was a lot more fucking coherent. It's like someone saw Lockstock and they said, like, all right, let's just get Kevin Smith to make a family movie out of Lockstock. Is this a family yeah, just, movie? It seems pretty homophobic. No, it, oh yeah, well, we'll, I we'll, we'll we get on to that. Yeah. But on. it was, it was, it was just so much more fucking vanilla, and all those fucking sandy edges were just all the, all the sharp edges were sanded the fuck down. You know, it was so fucking weak. Like the thing where when the character is introduced, you have the fucking the the the, the subtitles come up to explain shit like that, and it's just. I don't know. They ha- maybe it was the choice of music in those those other fucking movies, but but in this it was just it was just so kind of like early nineties MTV fucking tastic, and it was just so saccharine and obnoxious. It clearly wasn't the first one through the fucking door. Like someone had seen something, it's like, well, let's try that, and it's like, all right, fine. But they can, I, for lack of a better term, miss the point. It was just. It was, uh, 
Okay, so I've seen it done better. Where it, the, it, do you think it's a Pulp Fiction ripoff? I don't know what. No, I think it's like fucking two hours of like someone like developing a showreel for his career making music videos, right? Because every yeah, fucking right, okay. five seconds, it's a bizarre fucking fade to black in the middle of someone's fucking dialogue, and these weird fuck. If it's ah, if it's not a slow motion shot of someone an erroneous slow motion shot of someone doing something like I know it's in the first 40 minutes of this movie. The camera doesn't sit fucking still at all. Uh, and the only reason, that, yeah. and it, it's just, it's just cheap music video fucking shit. There was like several conversations in several scenes in the, in the beginning of this movie where the camera just dollies left and right. Yeah. Just, and it just never sits fucking still. So why, why the fuck not? And, and well, part, part of the reason I think is definitely they didn't get enough coverage. So there are whole, there are whole scenes where it's missing a shot. You, you know, you kind of think, not to get too technical, but, you know, it's going from character A, character B, character A, character B, and you're waiting for it to have a shot where you can see them together and see how close they are together and see the environment that they're in, a wide or a two-shot or something, and it doesn't do it. And I think, I'm, I'm sure it's because they didn't get it when they filmed it, because I think the editor must have been like, oh, God. You know, so I don't know. I just had this idea. Yeah, yeah. No, you go for it. It's fine. The story behind this is this, this, there was this guy called Troy Duffy, who wrote the script in 1996, and Hollywood loved the script. This guy was completely unknown. He was a bouncer, right? Yeah, of course he was. Huh? Outside a pub, right? So f- fucking Hollywood loved it, and they started a bidding war over the script, right? And, um. Harvey Weinstein was going to make it on $15 million. Anyway, it ended up... Um, <laughs> I like how beleaguered that was. Anyway. Anyway, like, you know. anyway, they ended up uh, agreeing with this guy, Troy Duffy, the writer, that he could, he could direct this movie. So they gave him three hundred grand for the script. They gave him a hundred and fifty grand director's fee. They gave him seven hundred grand to advance the project... And they fuck unbelievably. They agreed to buy the bar that this guy worked in. He, he didn't own oh, the bar. What? They just agreed to buy it. I'm reading. So I'm reading it here. Mir- Miramax offered to buy and throw in co-ownership ship of Jay Sloan's, where Duffy worked. I wonder if Jay Sloan was okay with that. So, is this the place that that fucking yeah. Jafar comes in and shoots the the bartender for no reason? He just starts fucking murdering people. I'm pretty sure, wouldn't it? But this film did need a parrot, though. Didn't no, it? Which was what wasn't a bar. It was a cafe. It was a greasy spoon fucking cafe. It seats like fucking fifteen people at best. You know, traffic all day is like fucking sixty people. And he's a bouncer outside this. That's the fucking bar that they bought. Bar. I use that fucking, you know, very generously. Am I right in thinking that? Fuck that. And another condition that this previously unknown fool made the producers agree to was that his band, called The Brood, he changed the name to The Boondock Saints after the film came out, his band would be featured in the fucking movie. And you can tell, like, it's got this terrible music in in the movie, like this bar music. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah, no, it was... That kind of falls in line with my fucking view of the movie with this fucking naff, this naff fucking pop rock everywhere. And just with all this fucking camera work fucking about all the time and the bad cuts. And I don't know what the, what the, the artsy shit that was going on in some of these well. bizarre fucking shots. But it's, it was just music video start to fucking finish. So when it's suddenly in fucking black and white doing the fucking prayers after they slaughter someone in cold blood. Anyway, oh, what happened was off. this guy was an abrasive dickhead. The film ended up getting shelved and then it went back into production and all of this, it seems. Um, but one of the things that really fucked it was just before this film was meant to come out, maybe while they were producing it still, Columbine happened. But it developed a huge following thanks to Blockbuster. And it has, it really does have a cult following. Oh, man, yeah. Everything about it is just, for some reason, so bizarrely smug and i just oh it just it made my fucking skin crawl well oh. the guy thinks he's gonna be tarantino doesn't he isn't that what isn't that why it's so smug well what's the story you've basically got these 
I, I, I was never quite sure because nef- nothing ever fucking linked the scene to scene. Yeah, it is, I, yeah. I, I felt like I missed something. There's a line of dialogue that I obviously fucking missed because it never fucking it wasn't coherent. I, I got that, you know, fucking sexy Jason and fucking whatever. We're just drinking in a bar. These gangsters come in and then they go by rope and they're suddenly killing these dudes. And that happened in, within like 20 minutes and there was like no fucking through line. Two, there was something about being really religious and righteous, but they never said like, oh, we've been downtrodden for so long, let's do this. Or, or maybe it was, but it was just buried behind these guys, just like you know, all, all this camera panning constantly fucking around this fucking dingy bar with this, ro- ro- this awful, awful tinny fucking rock music going that I just I couldn't fucking look at the screen I couldn't give it a fucking time of day and everyone's got this fucking weird little smirk on us I would I I just want to give everyone a fucking slap I I couldn't I, I could not possibly fucking pay attention to the word that was coming out of their fucking mouths two American brothers who for some reason think that they're Irish <laughs> decide to clean clean up Boston by killing people and then their dad Billy Connolly who is Scottish is released from jail by the mob who somehow can release him from jail. And then instead of doing what he's meant to do and kill these two guys, Billy Connolly joins them because he's their dad. Is he their dad? I can't. But only in the last five minutes, is, you know, inexplicably. It's like Billy Connolly somehow had the power to go through the edit and say, I know that contractually I'm in this movie, but edit me out of this movie because he's not in it, really. No, he's not. For the grace of God, they you know, if he did have any dialogue, they you know, they they saved it right until the end of the movie while people would be leaving. You know, it's like for fuck's sakes, if this guy speaks, the jig is up. The the final scene of the Boondock Saints is the Boondock Saints, these three nut jobs in a court of law, giving a speech while they're holding everyone up at gunpoint. All these innocent people they're holding up at gunpoint, saying that they're going to go through Boston killing people, and people are going to fucking love it. And then the credits are people talking about them as if there'd be some sort of split reaction, as if people would be I, saying, oh, no, I, I know that their methods are bad, but, yeah, what they're doing is good. I couldn't fucking believe it, right? I mean, I, I couldn't believe it when I was watching Maximum Overdrive that it just fucking dropped, it, it just dived off a fucking cliff when it fucking did. And uh, I can see why, you know... Now. Yeah, I, I can see why you picked this fucking movie as well, because it has that same fucking thing. I thought they were just going to do some... These fucking coy or like, public reactions, whatever. Yeah, and it, the, the credits start fucking rolling. I turned away for like thirty seconds, right, to fucking check on my toast. I look around and the, the credits were fucking rolling. I couldn't fucking believe it. At what point did that happen? I had to skip back. I couldn't fucking. Oh, for fuck's sakes! It, oh, it loved itself so much. So much. So fucking much. Ah. Oh. And Willem Dafoe is this. It, it, it seems that like as it goes through the movie, the, the, through their killing spree, Willem Dafoe is like one step behind, but it does this thing where it jumps back and forth. Willem Dafoe is an of, FBI investigator, just in yes, case anyone sorry, cares. Broke, yeah, that's yeah, right. And he's like trying to clarify what's going on, and he's dancing around in his fucking head. And uh, you know, there's this one. Uh, they go to whatever you know the the cleaner's fucking house. They fucking put a bullet in his fucking head, and it does this thing where Willem Dafoe is explaining the crime in essentially real time where they're fucking there. Yeah, and it does. Ah, oh, there's a point where they're like at the fucking garage door. It's like these guys know that this guy is here, and they have to. It has to be unlocked from the inside. And yeah, he's explaining it while they're there, and I, they do this. I guess like freeze time. You've got the, these three guys there, and they've got their fucking guns up, and they obviously have to pretend that they're, they're they've been frozen because I guess they couldn't fucking edit it that way at that fucking point. And it's just, it's just so badly. It's, it's, if you tried to fucking, you know, if you said freeze on camera, you get the same fucking, people <laughs> can't do it. You know, it's just, it's such a tell. It's so shit. And it's, it's, just fucking, and you, it's so fucking student. And you can, you can see that maybe, maybe in the script, if you were reading the script, if you're Willem Dafoe or whoever, maybe that sounds interesting. Oh, so I, I'm an FBI agent and I deconstruct a, a crime. And whilst I'm doing that verbally, we see it visually. Like, I can see how, oh, that's an interesting idea. You know, sure, it's done to death now, but still there's something there. And it's, like you say, it's so badly done. All of it is badly done. And what it needed was, if you're going to have a director who's, you know, never done anything before on a multi-million dollar movie, you need, like, a... You need a old hand to be, 
you know, second in command, right? Whether whether you put him as the AD or not, whatever fucking title you give him, you need someone to guide a young a young new director like that, don't you? And say, no, no, Troy. Typewriter Troy. Well, this is someone that was, was, as you say, was a fucking bouncer before this. So yeah. fucking hell, he should. There's no way he should been bouncer before been and a bouncer after. Yes. Oh. It was, it was and it's that same fucking scene, and Willem Dafoe is like fucking. He's very introverted, and he's very seemed he seemed to be very spiritual about this. And there's one point, and ah, oh, I, I, I guess it was kind of like a money shot for the fucking scene. It's like, and then there was a firefight, and he throws his arm up in the air, and he may as well be wearing these fucking like Roman fucking robes because yeah. if you you could cut the audio and it could you could just splice it with a fucking Kate Bush video it's like oh, <laughs> it's so naff and I it I don't mind things that are naff but you, you 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 know that these guys are there going that's it that's fucking it we're so fucking clever it's like oh yeah. this is this is so bad I don't and I don't know why I seem to hate this more than other uh, trash that I've seen but because it's more of... It's smug, that's why. You nailed it earlier. Yeah, it is smug, yeah. You know, you, you can watch some yeah. bad movies and think, you know, I can see what they were trying to do there, and I I respect it, even if I don't like it. I th- I, I, mean, f- I feel uh, that way about a lot of stuff, but not, like not Neil this. Breen is definitely far down that fucking rabbit hole, and he has, like, a kind of... A mission statement and a t- tenacity, which is almost admirable. It's just, it's just not coupled with any kind of talent whatsoever. But it doesn't look like this guy's like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, get me. It's just like, well, I wanted to make this and I did, and it's, it's really awkward, and that is what it is. But this, this is just, it's layers of fucking syrup with this movie, and it's, oh, I don't know. It's, it was just every two fucking seconds. Maybe not the cast. But definitely the director was patting himself on the fucking yeah. back at oh, the, yeah. every fucking turn. No, no. If if anything, I I only feel sympathy for the people in it. They're not to blame, right? I don't blame Norman Reedus at all. <laughs> um, no, I don't. I'm just saying. No, no. I, 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 yeah. I mean, the guys in it would definitely dealt a bum hand. There was no way. I mean, they don't look great in it. That's what I'm di- oh, no, what I that, rage against is know. every every single word that comes out of their fucking mouth. But they, you know, it's it's not their fucking fault at all. I understand that. Fucking hell. And I usually like Willem Dafoe, but uh, it's such a weird idea with that. Cause I make guess him really gay. Point make him really gay. Make him really gay. Make, well, him, say, first, make him say faggot, but make him really gay. I don't. What just well, at first I thought they were ripping off Leon. You know, he's at the crime scene. He puts. I thought they're doing the Gary Oldman thing when he he starts listening to his Beethoven. He gets shit faced. But but yeah, not like not long after that, where Willem Dafoe's dancing around doing his fucking thing. They have this bizarre scene where he's just for some reason in bed with another man. And yeah, I don't know if it was just the time they just wanted to shit on the police because. They just hated everything the police were doing. So you've got this guy, yeah, he, he, he's a police officer, he's gay, but he's also a homophobe at the same time. So even the guys that are a little bit out there are also shitheads as well. And it was really hateful. It was really fucking hateful when you see Willem Dafoe in bed and he, his, his boyfriend comes over. And he's you see, like, I don't think the movie was trying to do that. I think that the reason he called his boyfriend a faggot was, I think, in the movie's mind, so we like him more. I think it's. I think what the movie was really? trying to do was okay. be like, he's gay, but don't worry, he he only he only likes to bum men. He doesn't want to be intimate in them. That's the real crime. Well, I I, th- again, I think if, so. If that's the case, why would you keep it in the? Why well, would you have it in the movie at all? Well, this movie is peculiarly religious, right? Right. Yes. Yes. Of course. It's it's some part of that. I think. I think the director's gay. I I, I don't. I was. Maybe I I I've not looked anywhere near that far into it, but I was just so kind of dumbfounded by that. And then after that, obviously, you know, his his work on the crime scene, he's just, I maybe that's what it was like in the opening scene, but it's it's super camp from there on in. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh right, okay, is there a reason to this? And then for some reason, you know, you think that he, it's like this game of cat and mouse. He's tracking these these psychotic fuckheads down. He's going to bring them to justice. No, he gets shit faced and he ends up in a confessional saying that he supports it. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. I think what they're doing is right. Like, do you think? Do you think that police? have this sort of uh, 
this crisis of consciousness where they're thinking where they, they they're thinking look at this bloodbath but the people were criminals so oh no i'm conflicted i should let the people who did this go no of course not no no of course uh, not no that's, that's that's psychotic fucking you, thinking you can't just I, I don't even need to say you can't just fucking start killing people to bring justice to Boston. That's not going to bring justice to Boston. That's going to create a nasty power vacuum. Oh, yeah. Oh, or these two little fuckers skinned fucking alive. Yes, you know, probably. In the yeah. square. Probably, yes. It'll probably be a chainsaw in the mouth when you start oh. to piss off people who actually fucking matter. Yeah, but after hours of fucking yeah. slowly removing their fucking toes, fingers, and parts, you know, wherever they won't bleed too much, but fuck. Oh, okay. You know where I used to live? Um, oh, they found a fucking taxi driver once with his cock in his mouth. Wonderful. Anyway, but yeah, you're right. So they, just an incredibly would... fucking childish view of gangster violence. Like, yeah, if we just took out these people, it'd all be fine. Fuck off. And what, what happens as well, Damien, is the people who run the underbelly of Boston, what they do every now and then is they, they meet in a hotel room and they all sit around. All the, all the top people, they all sit around and there's no one there with weapons or anything. They just all sit around and talk. Like, Do you think those people ever fucking actually meet? Of course they don't. Right? Yeah. The game isn't who is doing it. The game is how do we not get caught? I, I guess it, I guess it's really fun if you're like a kid at the time, maybe. Yeah. It kind of makes sense to that kind of level. If, Ten oh yeah, year old yeah, me yeah, yeah. Be, I'd be into it if I was ten. Yeah, I can and, see but, that. I can see that. But like by twelve, thirteen, there are questions. You know, that's that 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 doesn't that doesn't fucking work out. How no? <laughs> oh, oh no! Uh, it's, it, oh, fuck it! <laughs> it fucking grinds my fucking gears so much. It's it, it took a lot of effort to get through this movie. A lot of breaks mm. to just fuck off and catch my breath. Yeah. Well, I think we should leave it there and say that next week we'll be talking about the Boondock Saints 2, All Saints Day. See you then. Oh, fuck it. I can't wait for it. Do you want to? Uh, yeah, why not? Why, why not? not? I, I, well, I'm going to watch it now anyway because I know it's out there and maybe I'll just fucking, I'll die you up. I fucking shit face. Oh, and like, oh, I can't believe this. Guess what as well? It's starring Sean Patrick Flannery, the guy in the first one. Of course. I assume. Norman Reedus. And Willem Dafoe? No, he is not in Boondock Saints 2. Really? What a surprise. <sighs> you know, he, okay. got, he got first fucking billing in the first one as well. Willem Dafoe? Yeah, he, he's the star. Of course, yeah, it's Willem Dafoe. No, I mean, no, but the they, they listed it like that. Like, you know, he, really what he is, is he's a he's. I did he's watch a the trailer. Yes, yeah, just before I, I, I got on the phone with you. And it, it is kind of bizarre. Because, yeah, it's like, he's this FBI agent trying to track down these two assholes. And these two assholes run real fast. Assholes. Willem Dafoe, he, he, he runs faster. Zoinks. Willem Dafoe in Dafoe, Willem fucking Saints, motherfucker. Willem Doc Dafoe. Uh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you, yeah, I'm not surprised. I watched the trailer. It's, it's, it's bang on like that. They really put, I guess, their best foot forward with that. It's the best they, best they had, man. You think he picked up the phone and he just said, oh, I'm washing my hair. Oh, fuck you know. There's a wonderful point in the, the, I thought in the first scene before they introduce Willem Dafoe and he, he finally realizes, you know, what he's up to. And like, if you watch, watch him before he's introduced, he's not acting at that point. And I, li I, li I like to think this, I'm going to have this theory and I'm going to keep my eye out when I see him in movies. Like before he's introduced and yeah. he's acting, I like to think that Willem Dafoe is just looking around him at his fellow castmates and he's thinking about how... He's going to eat their skin. I was going to say eat their fucking face, but not what it tastes like. How he does it and he gets away and he can like survive 48 <laughs> hours after the incident. How far he can fucking run, how he can evade like, the authorities and survive for at least 2 days. He's got his earphones in, he's about to put ready steady go on a loop for the next 48 hours. So you know, he he can he can <laughs> dance through the supercar on his computer. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Like how can I do it? How can I do it? Like oh, well I better I'd have to go south, yeah. Less people south, yeah. And then I'd have to go into the woods and I'd have to put mud all over my body so that the IR on helicopters can't see me. And then I'd have to walk everywhere on all fours as well, like a deer, so that even if they did have some sort of heat detector that could see me, they'd just think I was an animal. 
that's how I do it. Yeah, and no, then I burn I'm off. Sure all, burn he has off his all, hand in all my fingerprints, and yeah, he'd probably do do that before, wouldn't he? He'd he'd go on set with his fingerprints already burnt off. There's a binder that he 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 leaves under the script, and uh, he's pretty laissez-faire about it. He'll leave it next to his fucking chair, but you go near that. No matter where he is on fucking set, he will materialize and he will stop you. He'll simply grab grab you by the fucking wrist as you're trying to open it, look you in the eye. He won't say a fucking word. It will last an uncomfortably long time. The better part of a fucking minute, right? He just grabs you. And it's there's a lot of fucking force. You can't wriggle out of it. He's not, not too much. It doesn't hurt. But you know you can't get away until he lets you get away. And then at that point, you know not to, to back the fuck off. Whatever's in that, it's not for your eyes. He, whatever Willem Dafoe is, I, I like him a lot. Um, Me too. I mean, but he's a consummate fucking professional because as soon as in, he's introduced and he's got his fucking line, that's it. He's acting. Consummate fucking professional. <laughs> he's acting. Yeah. It immediately melts, a, melts away. You don't see it. But if you ever see him, he's got a little bit of downtime on screen right at the back. Check. Look at... Look him in, you know, the, the look in his eyes. Look for that, and you will see it instantly. I saw it as soon as this, as soon as this movie started. Well, at least that's what I want to believe. I'm going to look for it more. I reckon, I, again, I'll go back to what I, um, how I started. I reckon, it's just a theory, but I reckon it's there. He's it's like, a through line. He's like Laura Linney as well. You know, if, if you're ever in a, a situation, you know, with Laura, Laura <laughs> Linney, if you're ever in a situation where, you know, your act- actress is is not doing well. You just say, get Laura Linney. What's the role? It doesn't matter. She'll do it. She'll do it fine. <laughs> you know, he, like, I, I've never seen Laura Linney be, be bad. And I've never seen... I Willem thought you were going to say that Laura Linney's another one that has that look in their eye where they'll skin you fucking alive. <laughs> Unlike looking really intimidating like Willem Dafoe, she's just really happy about the whole fucking occasion. Well, uh, do you have anything else to say about the Boondock Saints? Uh, I'd rather not. Anything else to say about Willem Dafoe? Willem Dafoe's <laughs> awesome. Norman Reedus is most he, acceptable. This film is trash. <laughs> I like the inclusion of Ron Jeremy for a little bit. I, I bet he's got lime scale. Oh. Yeah, so much so he, ca- he, he, can, he can slowly gyrate his legs to the left and right, but he can't walk like a normal human being. He has to be wheeled around. Why is Ron Jeremy in it? I have no idea. I guess it was somewhat of a coup. It's like, yeah, this guy, yeah, he's fucking metal, right? It's Ron Jer- Jeremy. Let's get him in. Yeah, it's fucking cool. It's, it was that. For me, when I saw that, it was right in line with that un- unbearably 90s-tastic smugness about it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't fucking want, want Ron Jeremy. I'd be like, if we're going to make a movie with Ron Jeremy, it better have Hulk Hogan in it then. <laughs> That's what we're <laughs> really going fucking for. Go for. Really it. go for it. Yeah, well, I prefer Hulk Hogan to Ron fucking Jeremy. Hulk Hogan's funny. Uh, brother, he says brother a lot, and it's he says it in a humorous way. Yes, well, yes, that 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 is his entire career. Yeah, well, and slamming people into plywood as well, I guess. Forget about that. I only watch cartoons, and that's what they talk about in the cartoons. And being Santa, brother, brother. <laughs> but no, I'm spent on uh, on Boondock Saints. That's that is, that is more than enough from me. I've already I bled. Far too much during the screening. I, I, I don't have any, any energy to talk about it anymore. All right. Well, I, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I hate it. I fucking hated it from start to finish. It cost $6 million to make. At the box office, it made how much? It made 30 grand. Uh. <laughs> but then, to, cu- to cut off that insane fucking cackling, uh, it then made $50 million in domestic video sales. Right, okay. But, so that's but the that, blockbuster thing you were talking about. But that's alright, because blockbusters got slotted not long after, so good. <laughs> had nothing to do with <laughs> yeah, the yeah, economics. Yeah. It, was, it was just like, we're going to fucking put a bullet in the head of this fucking company uh, uh, because of what they supported. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and uh, as well, Wikipedia has video game. Video game as supposed to be based on the film but was later cancelled. That's literally what it says. Video game as supposed to be based on the film but was later cancelled. That's the entire oh, that, entry into the Boondock, Boondock Saints video game. That's got to be the thumbnail for this episode as well. Okay. Well, what I will say while I'm, while I'm on it is uh, Norman Reedus. I watched... Norman Reedus, I know you listen to this. I watched the first episode of season eight of The Walking Dead the other day. 
I watched 30 <laughs> minutes of the first episode. I fucking hate that show. Yeah, I've got to watch it again if we do it, having, I suppose. Having, having watched... Well, just watch 30 minutes of the first episode, if you want. Of the, of the, eighth, epi- of the eighth season's first episode. I, I know, I, like, last year I watched something of, like, Fear the Walking Dead as well. That, What's that? That fucking spin-off. It's, it's, it's a spin-off. And I guess it's, like, another fucking story at the same fucking time. And I don't know, I just... It was only, it was, I suppose it was probably this time last year, and I've completely forgotten everything about it. I don't. Just, I yeah. never heard of it. Oh yeah, no, I think they're in like fucking season three or four. I mean, they, they, that's been running for for quite a while as well. Well, Norman Reedus basically propped it up, and he's essentially not in it anymore. And now fucking Pickle Rick's leaving as well. <laughs> I mean, we we'll just end it. <laughs> but honestly, I I think that Norman Reedus. Propped that show up. Oh yeah, for me it was what? What's his face? Fucking uh, no, no. Uh, sexy Jason's brother. What's his name? I keep uh, oh, fucking Harry Merle. Merle. No, the name of the actor. I can't. Michael Rooker. Name. There we go. Yeah, yeah. I liked Come Michael Mary Rooker. Poppins, that... y'all. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Rooker and anything is always good fun. Yeah. I, th- I think they they killed him. They killed him off. Quite a while back. So are you talking uh, about Guardians now? We can talk about that if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I certainly... Me, that I, was their mistake. I enjoyed it, you know, at the beginning, but... I guess the interesting, you know, the, the moral dilemmas with, like, the moral, super moral characters, I guess, are interesting at first. That's what you got to latch on to. But after a while, it was, yeah, it was... People like Merle were, the, were easily much more fucking interesting. Just fucking send around that. The fucking bastards. In, 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 in that situation. But I guess you obviously you don't get a fucking TV show out of that. That's Well, you know... It's a short movies, really. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're talking about it now. I, the problem was is that the whole concept, uh, a zombie apocalypse, well, the emergency is the zombie apocalypse. That's the interesting bit. The, the, the whole series thrives on emergency, 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 right? There's, nev- there's never a moment where... Or not really. There's never a moment early on where people are like, okay, thank God. Okay, well, we'll just talk for a bit then. No, it's like, okay, we've dealt with that. Oh, fuck, what's happening now? And mm-hmm. once you get past the first six months or a year of the zombie apocalypse and people are in camps and things, it loses that. Uh, and again, we go back to, well, this is why doing eight seasons of something is usually a bad idea. Well, good, well, we don't need to talk about that ever again. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely 100%. Though. All right. So we're not going to be here next week. We're going to be here the week after because Damien's going on holiday to Magaluf, I imagine. Dublin. Magaluf, Dublin. <laughs> Dublin? <laughs> you didn't mention this during our entire hour-long discussion of the Boondock Saints. Yeah, that's right. No content for you next week, you bastards. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, So we're not going <laughs> to be here next week, but we'll be here the week after. All right. Bye bye. Yeah, <laughs> the thing is that you know, um, this com- this will not be uh, edited at all. It, it will follow straight after us saying, saying, see, you saying see you next week. Actually, yeah. no, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs>